Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. Uh, and I'm your co-host, Vera Schmitz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we have restarted this now twice because Vera waits the longest ever Listen, to come back on. Well, and I'm just like sitting there waiting for you. And there's just this like, what happened to your brain in that moment? Are well, you doing it on purpose to on be our annoying? first attempt, you said, <laughs> and your co-host. And then I said my name. So I was waiting for you to say, and your co-host. And then I was going to promptly respond with my name. Oh. It's fine. Guys, I'm sorry. Here we are. We're here today. Wow. And we're ready to go. <laughs> Are we? Uh, that remains yes. to be seen. We'll see. We'll see. The Lord is going to be good and give us what we don't deserve by uh, helping us out with a really great <laughs> podcast interview. I just know it. I know it. Um, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to give thanks. Um, that's what we're going to do today. Yes. So I'm so thankful for Vera and being here together, even though she has the longest pauses in the world. That's true. <laughs> okay, so our verse actually this month is, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. It comes from Psalm 107, 8. And we thought, what better way to talk about this verse than to talk about the things that we're thankful for? Like, let us, me and Vera today, give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for us. Yeah, I love it. Um, the Something that I, I really like about this verse is that it says his wonderful deeds. And I like the name or the name, the uh, word wonderful. Like when you really think about to be filled with wonder and you think about God mm -hmm. and how he has performed wonderful deeds for mankind, like ma mankind in general, like us as human beings and the fact that we get to experience things like beauty yeah beauty doesn't have to be a thing everything could look the exact same and it would still be wonderful but god gave us something like uh, a flower or a sunset and we get to enjoy this beautiful thing it is a wonderful thing that we get to enjoy that really serves no purpose yeah. other than to to cause us to feel wonder toward god i immediately was thinking about food um <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me more but seriously <laughs> not to make people hungry or anything and it is just before lunch right now while we're recording this so maybe that's why i'm a little grumbly in my stomach um but just like the variety and the types of flavors of food we could like just eat the same mush every day and it would sustain us and it would make us live and we would maybe never know the difference and that would just be the thing but we get to have all of these, you know, textures and types of food. I mean, it's just amazing to me that instead of just giving us one plain thing, God has given us this variety of foods and then given people the, like the creativity to put different flavors together and to create these, these amazing, delicious dishes where we can sit around and just enjoy food and fellowship together. I just think it's awesome. So, yeah. So when I was thinking about this verse, the the idea of like the wonderful gifts that we all enjoy as mankind, 
food, sunsets, beauty, all of these things. And then more specifically, like the wonderful deeds he has performed in my life and in your life and in the history of our family and and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ask the first question. You have to go first, Natalie. And I'm not going to ask you to just name things that you're thankful for. I think I like better the way it's said here. What What are some of the most wonderful deeds that God has performed in your life? Well, I would say, um, I think the psalm models that for us, actually, because it's four stories, four specific stories of things that God has done. And so the psalmist is saying, you know, in this instance, in this instance, in this instance, and in this instance, let them give thanks to the Lord. And in Psalm 107, you mean? What did I say, 108? No, you you just said in the psalm, but you're saying the psalm as a whole, not (laughs) just this verse, but the psalm as a whole. Yes, in, in... in Psalm 107, this verse is repeated four times after four specific ways that God has done something wonderful mm. for people. And so the people have cried out to God because they're in a, in a sticky situation, either a mess that they've created for themselves or uh, a mess that is they've just found themselves in by no error of their own. And so they cry out to God, and every single instance God saves them. He rescues them from um, drowning in the ocean from a desert wasteland, from being in prison, from the, you know these things, and so every single time the psalmist says, "Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love," and so I do think that that because that's modeled to us here, we should do it together. Like that's something that that the people of God are called to do specifically for the specific ways. Um, I mean, you might think that this verse is saying it more broadly, and yes, it is, but it, in the context of the of Psalm 107, it's actually very specific. It's a specific response to a specific kind of salvation. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll share one, one uh, instance of God just doing something so crazy incredible that I was like, I can't even, how do you, it's just so evident that he was at work. Um, so my husband and I, during the, the pandemic, had, we were living in Chicago and our kids were really suffering and they hadn't been in school in person for over a year. And we were trying to discern, do we stay where we are or do we leave? And the more we prayed about it, the more we felt like, man, our kids are suffering. And we've always said in ministry that our, our family takes the first precedent. But we had never had to— And for those of you who don't know, Jason, Natalie's husband, is a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So He is a pastor. And so um, we've always said that everywhere we've gone. and we've But we've never had to really, in a very profound way, exercise that conviction. And as we continued to see our children um, suffering— we were like, okay, either God is going to pull us through this situation or God is going to provide a way out. And we were trying to discern what that was. And so the one safe, best place that we thought would be helpful for our kids to be was home, which is Jefferson City, Missouri for us, where they have cousins their same age. And we knew that the schools were actually in session in person and just like friendships and thriving and, and that sort of thing. And, and so as we prayed about it, though, we were like, how are we going to discern this? This is like impossible because my mama bear heart was like, we're moving, we're leaving. I actually told Jason, I'm like, mm-hmm. Jason, I'm not allowed to decide this answer because I know in my flesh what I want 
and mm-hmm. I want to to protect my children and I want to guard them and to to see them come into a, a safe and good place. And so he said, well, maybe what we need to pray for, because there wasn't, there weren't any ministry opportunities because it's a small town and there weren't any pastoral openings. And he was like, well, maybe, you know, I could always work at Starbucks. I could, I could get a job doing something, but since there's not a a specific calling, because every time we've ever moved, it's been because of some ministry related thing. And to say, we're moving for our children, not for a ministry that our children is the ministry that we're moving for. But also to say, God, if you have us here and we know we'll weather the storm with you. So trying to discern that. Anyway, long story short, we were praying and praying and and Jason said, okay, I think this is how God is going to make this evident to us. He'll just provide us with the perfect house. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. So this is in the middle of the pandemic and people are actually buying houses like crazy and they're selling like hotcakes. And we contacted a realtor in Jefferson City just to kind of see. And she was like, well, normally there's like 400 to 450 houses on the market, but right now there's about 60 to 70. And she's like, you don't want to buy any of them. They're horrible. And you live far away and they're usually going for more than the asking price. And there's usually like 12 bids on every house that comes up. And so you're not going to be able to get here on time. It was, it was like the, like all of the wind was like pulled out of our sails. And so we're like, okay, well maybe that's God's answer. And we just kind of sat in it for a while. And I was like, well, okay, okay. And then she called us about a week later and she was like, I have an idea for you guys. What if we send out flyers to whatever neighborhood you guys want to live in? And we had already lived in Jefferson City prior. So we were like, well, how about if we live in the neighborhood we already lived in, you know, in that kind of area for that school, that elementary school. And so we said, Here, here's the area. And so she sent out flyers. And what I didn't tell you before is that when we lived in the neighborhood prior, we used to walk all the time. And there were these five houses and they overlook this really scenic, beautiful, they, they overlook the Missouri River. And we would always walk on the street. And I would say to my husband, if I could live in any house, I would live in one of those five houses that those are my dream house. And, you know, they were way too nice, too much, too beautiful with too great of a view. But they were in our neighborhood. And I thought never in a million years would one of those houses come up. And if they did, we wouldn't be able to afford it. And we get a call from our realtor and she was like, Hey, I, I got this one flyer back and it's these people and it's on this street. And I'm like, Oh, that's the street. And I'm like, I love that street. There are a million houses on that street. I would love to live in. And so I look up, I Googled the address and I like literally just couldn't believe that, that it was one of those houses. And when she said what their asking price was, I mean, I just couldn't, like I, like my jaw fell open. Um, and so long story short, we bought the house without any competition for an asking price that was ridiculously fair. And um, in fact, we had our next door neighbors, their, their house just sold for way, way, way more than our house what we paid for our house a year ago. And it was just such an evidence from the Lord of like, I see you and I know you and I love you. And here's, here's something that you wouldn't even dream to ask for. And yet this is what I have for you. And I, and it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I'm not a person who is all about 
health and wealth and God's going to bless you abundantly and do all these things. Like, that's not who I am as a believer. I believe I believe that sometimes as Christians, we go through really, really hard times and we're called to, to take up our cross every single day. But there are times when God does just abundantly, excessively, radically show us that he sees us and he loves us and he knows us and he has good things for us. And I just feel like that's one of those ways where I was, it was just so beyond apparent, you know, in a time when we're really hurting and going through a difficult season with our kids and trying to discern, you know, God, what is your will? And for, for my husband to say, well, he'll just give us the perfect house. And in no way did I think it would be actually like literally the perfect house. And it's not a perfect house. I mean, it has leaks we've been trying to fix for a while and there's all kinds of things. But it, but the reality is, is he knew in my heart of hearts that years ago, before I even, before we, you know, ever moved away, that, that gosh, I would love to live in one of those five houses. Wouldn't that be amazing? And here I am living in the dream. <laughs> mm. Um and it just it it just is such a picture though of his his wonderful deeds and his unfailing love like that's what he was communicating to me in this you know is that my deeds are wonderful beyond what you can imagine enough to make you wonder you know that he would that he would give me that inconsequential really in the grand scheme of things i could live in any house in the city that I live and find complete joy and contentment. And yet he saw fit to give us this house and to, to do it in such a, such a wonderful way. So that's my story. Um, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Sorry for crying so much. I, I just feel very strongly about it. No, I mean, that is such a beautiful picture and to get to, so, you know, I'm, I had the front row seat to this as one of Natalie's sisters of like watching such a hard two years of life. I mean, we all went through it in 2020, but I always say we were recently talking about it, 2020 and I told Matt, my husband, I was like, dude, I think Natalie might've had it the hardest of anybody that I was in close contact with. Mm. Um, just in terms of like what was going on and how difficult it was with five kids in a very small, you know, condo in a city that was very shut down. Um, and so to, to be able to watch this unfold when it seemed like impossible, Mm. um, and for it to not only resolve, but to resolve in a masterpiece, um, is, you know, it, that's the this is why this verse says let them give thanks because when we share in the triumphs of god with others we our faith grows yeah so getting to walk alongside you natalie while this was all happening um it made my faith explode Mm. and so you know oftentimes natalie and i will get on a work call and she's sitting in her bedroom and she'll be like let me just show you can i just show you real quick let me just show you and she'll flip her screen around (laughs) and she's not kidding this view is insane and like of the five houses on this street you guys there's so it's like houses then a road and then literally it's a bluff it it just is a cliff that they're on that overlooks the missouri river Mm -hmm. and even even the fact that it's this house there's an opening right where 
they sit so that there's no trees blocking, like obscuring any part of this view of the the river. And it's just incredible. And and to to know that he not only delivered you, but he get he he moved you into something so beautiful. I'm just I'm encouraged by like rehearing that story. I tear up hearing it again. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. I mean, it really is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We couldn't have in any possible scenario of the world manufactured that experience. Like, there's no way. We don't have enough money. <laughs> we don't have enough power. We couldn't, like, go knock on somebody's door and you be don't like, know we're offering people. you whatever you want for your house. Like, there's just no way. And and for it to all work out that way was just so incredible, you know. Yeah. I love that story. I really love so that So what story. about you, V? It really is a wonderful deed. <laughs> it is a one. It um, okay. I'm wonder-filled. <laughs> Anytime I ever tell that story, I always get choked up because I'm just like, it's incredible. It's it's unbelievable. How did that happen to me, of all people? You know. Yes, it's so good. Um, okay, so do you? Maybe you don't know the show. Um, do you know it's on Netflix? Um, and it's the kind of crazy adventure guy bear. I can't even think of his last name. Anyway, he has this show that my son likes to watch where it's like this adventure show and you get to choose which way what's going to happen next um what i can't even think of the name of it completely this is like a kid's show my brain right now it's a kid's show and he's like bear gorilla is that his last name it's something (laughs) weird anyway it'll be like he jumps out of an airplane and he lands in the middle of the wilderness and is like we can either hunker down here and weather the storm or we can try to make our way upstream. Which way do you think we should go? And so then you like click a button on the remote. It's very cool. It's on Netflix. Wow. And you choose the path for him. Yeah. And um, so obviously like a five-year-old boy thinks it's the most amazing thing ever. I mean, he, I like, want to do come it. Across a patch of, I know. He'll come <laughs> across a patch of mushrooms and he's like, now I'm fairly certain that these are edible, but I'm not 100% sure and it could kill me. Do we eat them or do we not? You know, oh and it kind of goes through the whole thing. <laughs> so my, I'm going to let you choose, Natalie. Okay. Choose my own I adventure. I have two stories that came, yeah, that came I love to that mind. that story so came out you, of you that. You get to choose. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so the two are... Uh, one is God's kindness to me and who my spouse is mm. and how I, I had a different, a different, um, idea about what our marriage would look like. Mm. Or do you want door number two <laughs> to hear door number two? Um, and I was trying to recall if I, I, if I've shared this story in detail at all, um, on the podcast, but uh what's making it to the olympic trials look like in 2016 and how god orchestrated that Ooh. Uh, dude those are hard i don't i want it both um well, you know there's i want to have my cake and eat it too episodes. <sighs> okay let's go with matt i want to hear about matt okay yeah okay um okay so what's actually interesting i I just recently talked about him on the podcast last month and how we kind of met. But um, but when I watch The Chosen, unfortunately, I oftentimes see myself in the show and I'm not like Peter. I wish I was Peter. I wish I was <laughs> other characters in the show. Unfortunately, a lot of times I'm actually the Pharisee. Mm. Um, I tend toward legalism, 
um, doing the right thing because it's the right thing and holding to that. And that can even lead to self-righteousness. And I know this about myself. I used to not know it, though. Before you (laughs) really can see yourself uh, through either community and transparency with a friend or getting married and then you're up close every day Mm -hmm. um, looking at yourself in the reflection of your spouse or you're living with a roommate. Um, Until you really know, you don't know how ugly you can be. And so um, I I really thought I was really right. I was a very right person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, not all the time. I don't think I, you know, I don't suck the fun out of every situation. But um, that is what I tend toward. And I think, it is, you know, it's a kind of a protective me- mechanism. I think I just really want to do what's right before God. I really want that. And sometimes that gets twisted up into um, just the wrong kind of thought processes. Mm. So enter uh, Matt, my husband. Um, he's the opposite. He is your typical happy-go-lucky, um, grace-filled you know, just mm-hmm. he really is a happy, happy, joyful individual. And when we were dating and then when we were married, engaged, all that kind of early period, I always thought I was going to make him more right. <laughs> I always thought that I was going to, Vera. you know, point him in the right uh. direction. Help him read yeah. his Bible a little bit more. Yeah, you know, right, get him to right. church more often. Fix him. Um, fix him. Fix him up. You know, I'm like, yeah, he's right. got the basics down, but he really could get more right on these things. Um, and <laughs> it didn't take long after being married to Matt that I started to see how much more joy filled he was. Mm. And, um, just giving space for freedom. He's free a mm. lot of the time. And you mm-hmm. know, you know, it's like that dichotomy, you know, like it, sometimes you get too free, right? Just, just like I, I am, you know, I love the truth and most, like I try very hard to walk in the truth, but sometimes I lean towards legalism. Um, right, so, he, you right. know, it's the same for him. But what has happened, the greatest gift to me um, the most wonderful deed and the kindest thing God has ever done to me is to give me Matt, who has helped me to become more free. I've started mm. to see the way I, I used to get I actually used to get angry. This is how, this is terrible <laughs> because I would wake up in the morning and I'm like trying to do the things and he wakes up. I kid you not whistling most mornings like this is what is inside that. of him. And I would get mad. I'd be like irritated with the whistling and like a ton of bricks one morning we'd probably been married two years one or two years and I remember Mm. it just hitting me like um no actually I want to be like him Mm. I actually want to wake up and be joy-filled and have a song in my heart I I have to die to this thing inside of me that makes me think I'm better than and and see the pureness of heart and the freedom and choose that and let go of these chains that I've created for myself. Mm. And so I started to make this choice at, at two years of marriage that like maybe actually he's he's right. Maybe he's <laughs> the one that is living uh-huh. this life to the full. 
Um, uh-huh. And so long story short, he has been um, the kindest grace to me that God could have ever given me, a spouse who is not like me, a spouse mm. who shows me differently uh, or so, shows me something different and a way to live that it sets me free. Um, mm. And I uh, honestly, I really thought back in the day, I'm like going to marry some like, you know, the worst thing that could have ever happened to me was marrying like a pastor or some academic. <laughs> um, that would have, I would have just uh, continu- continued to shackle myself, you know, right, uh, with, right. with more oh. law. And instead he was kind and gave me Matt. And I'm just so, that is the most wonderful deed. I'm so grateful. Mm. That's a really good story. And I agree with you. I think Matt is a really great guy. And uh, not that I agree with you that you were a legalistic jerk or a a joy kill. I don't think that in any case is the fact. But I do think we we all have those tendencies, you Mm -hmm. know, to to go one way or the other too far. And, And it's true. Like, I look at my spouse and I think the same thing. I'm like, I love that Jason is so very different than me. Because he challenges me, and and he needs me to be different from him because he needs me to challenge him as well. I mean, that, I think that that street goes both ways. Um, mm-hmm. It should at least go both ways in a marriage. But yeah, you're right. Matt is just a fantastic guy. He's so fantastic. He's yeah, wonderful. I, he's so wonderful. <laughs> he's a wonderful Deep bead towards me. I don't know. That's weird. But um, no, he. Uh, yeah, that is just a kindness to me. So I'm uh, glad I got to share it. I love these stories. We went way past time today, um, but what a fun time. It's funny because Vera and I were like, well, we'll have to share a lot of stories, but here we have just shared two. But ultimately, like, God loves us with an unfailing love, and his deeds towards us are stinking wonderful, like amazing, beyond what we can mm-hmm. imagine in so many ways. And we all have these stories. So I would just encourage you this week, uh, Thanksgiving is coming uh, share one of your. Th- Don't steal my thunder for next week's podcast. I'm not. I'm just saying you could share one of your fun stories with somebody <laughs> that you're thankful for. But apparently, y'all need to come back here next week and hear what Vera has to say because uh, I'm sure it's Do good. It. All right. Thanks, V. Yep. Love you. Hey, are you loving this month's verse, but you want a little bit more? Let me tell you. Every week, we write a devotional email, and we post it on our blog online at dwelldifferently.com, and you can also sign up with your email there to get it every single Monday in your Monday morning email, just a little devotional to get your week started off right. So go over to dwelldifferently.com and sign up for our weekly email.